We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is the hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. Welcome back to another episode of What the World Needs More of. I'm your host, Jarek Robbins, and I am here joined by a very special guest all the way from the UK. Her name is Morgan. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Hi. Now, Thank you for having me. You're so very welcome. Morgan, we're going to start with the question of the show. What do you feel the world needs more of? I feel that the world needs more nurturing. I feel that we need to step it up a level when it comes to respecting and caring for our planet. Um, I feel that, yeah, Mother Nature has really, really had a hard time um, over the years. And I just feel like we all need to connect and make it simple. You know, technology is advanced and that's a great thing, how, how fast it's advanced. But I still feel that we can we can take it back and, and just go simple and, and just connect, you know, go outside teach our children real food you know and and just kind of connect more on a, on a deeper level um i'm all for mother nature really so that, that's how i feel that the world could be be improved i love that and how do you bring more of that into life each day well i start my day by being grateful i, I count my blessings every single day um this year has been quite a tough year for me um, I had a breakdown at the beginning of the year um, and I literally lost who I was in a sense, but mm. then found myself in that, in the middle of that. Um, and I just feel that having having that happen to me, I have just kind of turned that pain and that, 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 that fear into something positive. And I've written a book, um, which is called Life Without Mum. So I've turned whatever negative experience that I've had, what can I do and how can I make that a positive and how can I have an impact on other people? Um, so that's kind of what I've brought from, from my experiences. Hmm. Here's a question. With all these experiences that you've gathered into this book and through everything you've been through, what would you say is your personal wow factor? What makes you uniquely you? And what are some of the moments that helped shape it over the years? So I lost my mum when I was 15 years old. She died um, to cancer. She had breast cancer, secondary cancer, and then bone cancer. And I was around 10 when she was first diagnosed. And ever since she got cancer, she was such a lively person. We would go here, there, everywhere together. She was into the art. She was a people person. She was a very much, she would help you. She would literally give you her last meal, um, even if she was hungry and you wouldn't know that she was hungry. She was such a people's person. She loved life. So I had an amazing, I'm not just saying it because I'm biased, but 
I, I had an amazing mother um, and not many people have a bad word to say about her. Um, so forward on seven years, I lost my mum and I, I lost her when I was 15. And ever since then, it, it felt like I was running away from who I was and just running and trying to find somebody to kind of take that reign in my life again and that nurturing role. Um, but ultimately, it was me having to find that for myself and come back to myself and not actually run away. It was actually about being in it and feeling it and dealing with it and not running away and feeling those emotions and letting those emotions out, breaking down, being at my lowest. Um, because my mum was my best friend and I'm 26 now, coming on to 27. Um, and this is my first kind of real thing that I've done that's to do with my mom and it's like a legacy that I can leave behind and also help other people um, because the book um, it's called Life Without Mum and it includes um, other people's stories of other motherless children that you know have gone through experiences and come out the other side and they're, they're, they're so inspirational and so brave and there are so many people struggling with bereavement um, and in England there's not much there's not many groups um, where they help um, but there are a few, but there are not many as uh, that there are in America. So doing this book, uh, there aren't many books like this here, um, from what I'm aware of. So I'm just glad to have got it out there, and and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in those experiences, what what was your wow factor? What shaped you into the the woman that you are today? I realize losing your mom did, and and it's never a fun experience. But how did it shape you, or who did it shape you into? It made me a resilient woman. Um, I've had no choice but to be. It, my capacity for love is, I, I, I don't have children myself, but I have unconditional love for life. So I watched her fought for life. I now have no excuses. It's my duty and I love life, no matter what has happened in my life. I absolutely love it. I wake up every day and I just absolutely love it. What can I do today that will make it positive or you know what kind of thing can I do that would just have a greater impact on someone's life whether it just be asking somebody how they are because people don't really talk these days they're on their phones so it's just made me appreciate the, the things that we say a little but they are the big things um, and my wow factor I'd say is definitely my re resilience my, my determination um, to not give up because there's been times where I've literally felt in the moment that I've wanted to give up and in, in, in a way, I have lost lost myself. I had two breakdowns, so I completely lost sense of what was actually happening around me. Um, so I've actually, it's like a rebirth in a way from the last year. And I've just literally fought to be here. I know what it's like to actually fight to live as well. So I, I def definitely say I'm resilient and I, I've got a massive capacity to love. I love people. I love nature. I love life. In all those experiences, what's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble? Um, I would say, I would say, breaking down made me feel quite humble. It, it put my ego in check, which some might be a bit shocked by that, but it really put my ego in check. Um, I would say. I would say that actually, um, being at my lowest and not being able to do the things that I could do before, just the simplest of tasks, um, I just couldn't do on my own. So that really humbled me. Hmm. Um, I think in those, I would say, see, 
I think in those humbling moments, what's interesting, it feels like, and I just posted something about this today on Instagram. It's the concept mm. of when we feel like we're buried, it's dark. We yeah. feel hurt, angry, lost, sad, alone, tired, exhausted. And it feels like there's nowhere else we can go. And we're just buried under endless amounts of pressure and stress yeah. and hurt and pain and frustration, all these things piling up. And, and the most beautiful concept of the world is maybe you're not buried. Maybe you've been planted and it's time to bloom. It's time to sprout. It's, it's time to realize the depth that you have in your soul and allow it to start to shine and allow your faith to guide you through the darkness back to the light. And it might mean pushing through or just standing strong in the midst of the darkest hours of your life and, and choosing to stand so powerfully in that moment that parts of you begin to grow in ways you never thought were possible. And as they begin to grow and sprout, you eventually reach the surface and break through. And as you do, you have a strength that now exists in you that you, you never had before. And it sculpts you, like you said, into an incredibly relentless human being that allows you to then not only take care of yourself, but like you've done here, reach other people with that message and share with them in, in such a powerful way to let them know they're not alone. And, and others have yeah. been through this and, and there can be so much beauty waiting for you a little bit further on the journey. You just have to take a moment to breathe. I always say maybe go take a three-minute ice-cold shower. helps clear the yeah. head. And then really, truly allow your faith to guide you into focusing on what's the next step you need to take to stay focused and keep making progress. Yeah, totally. But I love what you were saying. Those humbling moments are the moments when we feel like we've been broken down. The humbling moments are the moments when we feel like we have nothing left and we've been put down to our worst. Uh, the, I always say there's good news and bad news. The good news is uh, you're growing from it. The bad news is, oh, there'll be worse days, <laughs> which sucks to say, but it's the truth. <laughs> We're like, this is the worst ever. And it's like, oh, no, no, it could be worse. Don't bring that up, though. <laughs> But, but it's Lying. just, it, it never feels that way. And you don't want to have to think about that shit in the middle of chaos. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. But but it's life, you know. It'll get better than it's ever been before. And it's going to be worse than it's ever been at some yeah. point. And you're going to go like, this sucks. <laughs> and and eventually it'll get better again. It's part of life. Now, we yeah. talked about a humbling moment. What about an awe-inspiring moment? A moment that, you know, left your jaw on the ground where you were just inspired and in awe of whatever had just taken place or whatever you just experienced. Because I'm a big, I love nature and I love hiking. Um, I went to Wales and we went, uh, it's United Kingdom Wales, and we went to uh, Brecon Beacons, which is the only rainforest in the UK. And we climbed up the waterfall and uh, it was just incredible. And we went through the waterfall um, and, it, and then we jumped out off the waterfall into the river and it was just, it just blew my mind. I love nature so much and just seeing the water and, and just the nature around us, it was just absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'd say that, that's my special thing. <laughs> oh, I love that. What about your greatest fear? My greatest fear? Yeah. My greatest fear, I would say, I'm a big believer in the universe, God, God Almighty. And I never want to let him down, him yeah. or her. That's, I know it's a weird fear to have, but it's, it, I love the creator so much and I have so much respect for the creator I just I want to live my life to the, the best of my ability um in honor of the creator to be honest so that's my biggest fear letting him down and upsetting him in any way 
So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> what about the future? What are you most excited about? I'm excited about coming out of my comfort zone. I mean, this this talk now is coming out of my comfort zone. I've never done anything like this. And just, just seeing what I'm capable of. Um, I'm excited for having a family one day, um, even in regards to how the world is now. You know, just settling down and finding somebody and having a family is just so exciting for me. Um, but just seeing where, where this is going to take me, where my book's going to take me. You know, I want to write more books. Now that I've done this one, I'm, I, I love writing. It's my number one passion now. Um, so, yeah, the future's bright. <laughs> very exciting, very exciting. So there's a second part of our show, and, and this mm -hmm. is focused on what we call nuts and bolts. This is the tangible, practical, tactical-type tips that we can share with people, maybe a few things from the book, that people can immediately apply in their own life and, and immediately see results. And so the first question we have in this section is what do you focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life on each day currently right now? Right now, I would say self-love and self-care is a big one for me now, um, particularly because that's where I've struggled in the past. And I think a lot of people do. And especially when you lose somebody through death, it, you can kind of lose yourself because a part of you is gone. So every day now, I really up my self-love and self-care game. Um, so whether that's having a nice hot bubble bath or going to the gym and being active, getting some fresh air, going out in nature, um, talking to a friend, going for a coffee, whatever it is that makes you feel whole and feel yourself and feel love, it, it, that's what I recommend completely. And that's what I do to kind of keep me overfilling because I won't have anything to give if, if I'm not over for myself. So that is something that I really practice day to day. Hmm. I think it's so ironic that so often we tell ourselves, I don't have time for this. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And then when life throws a curveball at us and someone we love passes away or a good friend uh, goes through an immense struggle or we face a huge struggle, all of a sudden we yeah. realize how much time there really was to take time to fill up and fuel up and take that yeah. bubble bath to sit down with the ones you love and talk to them and tell them how much you appreciate them to have those phone calls or, you know, or go on that fishing trip, whatever it is. It, it's amazing yeah. how when life throws, you know, death in front of us and it becomes so close and relevant, all of a sudden we find time or truly we make time for all these little things that make life so unique and special. It, it's so interesting how that happens. Now here's a question in yeah. your self love, in your self care, what's one key to your success? that really helps you be phenomenal at it? Being mindful. So being completely present in that moment um, helps helps me feel it to the full extent. So just com just not, not thinking about anything else, not worrying about anything else that I'm doing, not doing it half-heartedly is what I mean. Really delving deep into that moment and appreciating that moment because you're so blessed to have the opportunity to have that self-care, that self-love moment. It's a gift. So I, I know it sounds simple, but just really being present in that moment and just appreciating it. Mm, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think it's so true. The more present you are to those moments, I think the other thing that happens in those experiences of presence is you, you become in tune with your own intuition. So you become yeah. guided by that inner guide into what you really need or what you really want. Yeah. And, and otherwise, you're just kind of filling the void with whatever you're, you're chasing versus if you stop and say, what do I really need right now? 
do I need more yeah. of this? And you go, yeah, I do. And all of a sudden, okay, great. And then you go do it and it feels amazing. But it, it, it's, it's becoming in tune, not only with the world around you and present in the moment, but present to yourself and your own needs that, that yeah. you know, healing or, or loving or laughing or whatever it is that's really needed in your system at that moment. That's powerful. I love it. Here's a question. What's one actionable tip we could give others to help them experience this kind of success in their life when it comes to self-care and self-love? Oh, um, one action. Well, write. I think journaling is a really good one to do. Um, write things down. Write what you love to do first. Just list. And that's in my book, actually. Because this book isn't just for people that have lost their mums. You can flip a page and it will resonate with, with you. It's quite surprising. And some of the things that are in here, um, there's like 50 ways to self-love and self-care. And you flick through it and listen to music, take a bubble bath. But definitely journaling, writing what you love down. And then setting a goal, setting time out of your day. Right, for this hour, I'm going to do this. And really sticking to it. Um, I would definitely say to do that. That's what helped me anyway. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Here's a question. So in the book, you mentioned the fact that there's stories of others who've gone through this same situation as well. What's yeah. one of your favorite stories that are in there? One of my favorite stories is a woman that lost her mom and then had to go through um, the doctors and check um, whether she had a cancer gene herself and she had to have a major operation because she had a high percentage of getting cancer. So she had to be really resilient in that and have a um, operation. Um, and I just thought, how incredible is that woman? And, and she said, if, if it wasn't for the fact that she had her mom who was really strong throughout her journey, she wouldn't have been able to have coped. Um, but it just went, it just goes to show how strong you have to be and how strong losing someone actually makes you because it's such a weird experience. I don't know if you can relate yourself, but just having somebody there and then they're not there anymore and you've got to carry on your life. And if, especially if it's a mother, a mother that's a good mother that you're close to, that supports you um, and it is just your number one fan and then they're not there anymore. To go through something like that is really hardcore. Um, so this, this woman, she, Lauren Herbert, her name is, um, she's really inspirational. And some of the others that are in there that they're absolutely so brave and inspirational for sharing their stories. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your journey with us and sharing the bits and pieces. I, I think. I love the aspect of calling people to journal, to capture how they feel, to become very present yeah. and mindful in all that they're doing, to listen to that inner guide and trust and have faith that it's leading you to what you need most. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, hearing your level of resilience is, is beautiful and remarkable, just as much as this, this lady you just described, where the resilience to not only have to go through the pain or uncomfort of losing your own mother, but then to discover that you now have to face your own challenges in a very similar issue because it runs in the bloodline in this case. And it's like, oh my gosh. And now you got to heal yeah. your own self through that process next, which is remarkable in itself. Um, yeah. You know, I just want to say thank you so much. If you would, please send me the link to, to your book so I can put it in the show notes. If anyone's listening, if you go to the show notes, we're going to have the link in it where you can click and go find a copy of this book. 
if, if you or someone you know is going through the process of losing a loved one or they've just recently lost one, uh, it might be a great book to read to find the ability of how to prepare for the process or how to heal and, and how to refill from the process if you're on the other side already. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you for listening. So very welcome. And as we always say, sharing is caring and we like caring people. So if you like this episode, you know someone who needs to hear it, a family member, a friend, a colleague, make sure to share with them. Just like I said, sharing is caring. We love caring people. So make sure to share. And if you love what you're hearing on what the world needs more of podcast, please make sure to subscribe. Please make sure to see us for the next episode. 